Father, we thank you again for the privilege it is to gather as your people, people who um, did not deserve to approach your throne, but yet your son opened up a way for us by fulfilling the law perfectly for us and dying in our place, being the perfect substitute. We praise you for that. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your commands that you give to us. Help us today as we learn those to be encouraged by your law. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, let's start off with just re- review. Our last question, does anybody have, what does the law require memorized? That's a long one. You do, Gabe. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Norma's got it. All right. Personal, perfect, perpetual obedience. That we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. What God forbids, we should never do. What God commands, we should always do. So I I think we should be throwing out bacon. That was fantastic. What does the law of God require? Personal, perfect, and perpetual obedience. What did that mean? Complete, right? Complete and always. That perpetual means it's always. And you have to do it. That we love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love our neighbor as ourselves. What God forbids should never be done. And what God commands should always be done. We don't get to pick and choose when and what we do. We have to obey God always. Um, today's question may feel daunting. What is the law of God stated <clears throat> Excuse me, <clears throat> in the Ten Commandments? And the answer <coughs> is all Ten Commandments. Excuse me. <clears throat> So, I'm going to read them, but let's talk about how they happened, how we got these, just real quick for JJ and Gabe's benefit. Um, How many of you, JJ, do you remember who went up on the mountain and God wrote with his finger on stone? Do you remember that story? No. Well... The people of Israel, God brought them into the land, uh, uh, well, was bringing them into the land of promise, but they were in the wilderness, remember? And Moses went up on a mountain, and God gave him these ten commands, these ten things that we are to obey. And God, with his own finger, inscribed them on stone. Now, when we say his own finger, God is a spirit and does not have a body like man, right? But it helps us understand that he wrote those somehow. It's amazing. But he wrote all ten of these down on stone, and then Moses came and brought those to the people. Anybody remember what happened the first time when he brought them to the people? He broke them. Why did he break them? Because the people were being people. That's a good way to put it. People were being people. They were being really bad people. There was some bad stuff going on down there at the bottom of the hill. And uh, Moses lost his temper, smashed him, and he goes back up, and they redo it. So here's the Ten Commandments. 
Um, say these with me, read them together out loud. They'll start to get in our head. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not covet. How many of you ever tried to memorize the Ten Commandments? I tried to fail. I'm going to be honest. Okay, that's good. That's good. All right. Um, how many had to do it because you took a confirmation class? Years and years ago. So if you grew up in a Catholic, Lutheran, Methodist home, uh, they would have had these classes around the time you're 11 or 12. And that's one of the things they would have you do besides memorizing catechism. You'd be, you'd be memorizing the Ten Commandments. Uh, when I went to seminary, these are guys training to be pastors. We have this class at the beginning called Spiritual Disciplines. And one of the things he did is made those pastors memorize the Ten Commandments because you'd be amazed how many of us don't actually, including your pastors, don't have them memorized. We don't know them. Now, I could sit there and tick them off if I think about it, but I wouldn't have them in the right order, and I'd probably miss one or two. So it's good, though. And there's a good reason. From our question last week, well, two weeks ago, does anybody remember why we need to know the law of God? Why, what's the value of it? Well, that's one of our future questions actually coming up. But last time we met, we talked about it shows us what God requires of us. We need to know what God demands or requires of us. And by seeing that, we also see how well we're people. Because why? Do we, how many of you got it down? If you do, I'll take some time to bow down because there is none of us that can do that, right? But it helps us when we see what God's requirements are and we see how I've failed. We see that the consequences for not obeying God's law perfectly, personally, and perpetually, the consequences is eternal death and hell. So it helps us see why we need a savior. If you don't know that you've broken the law, it doesn't make any sense why you need Jesus. Right? You, you wouldn't know why you need Jesus because he'd just be an add-on to make your life great. But you need Jesus because you don't personally, perfectly, and perpetually obey the law of God. So that's what that's all about. Um, I just want to, we're actually going to go through some hand motions. It's kind of Perfect timing that the kids had to be in here with us today because we're going to learn some hand motions to help us memorize all 10 of these today. So, um, but before I do that, I always ask, like, what does this mean? The next several questions in the catechism we're going to go through are actually going to break these down. They're going to go through like the first three in one question and then another set and another set. And we'll unpack these. What do these individually mean? But today, I just want to talk about this question here. This guy named John Yates says that the Ten Commandments are a love gift from God. Now, how many of you have ever thought that the giving of those Ten Commandments is a love gift from God? 
Abby thinks so. Why? Because it's his way of um, kind of giving us a little bit of a guideline so yeah. we don't mess up any worse than we already have. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Or would continue to do so. Yeah. Honestly. So it, it's something to refer back to as you continue. It's guidelines. It's guidelines. Yeah. That, that's putting it negatively in one sense. Like it, there's a little bit of a negative spin there, and that's right. It needs to be that way. But there's also a positive part of it too. I've never really thought of God's rules as don't do this or you'll get punished. I've, I've, for some reason, I've always looked at them like, if you do this, that's going to lead to stupid stuff and bad consequences on earth, Yep. so don't do it. Yep. And it's almost like God saying, you know, uh, in, I think it was in the books of Moses where he was lining out the... Uh, the cleanliness and uncleanliness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People didn't understand medicine back then, mm-hmm. so they had to have a rule set to, under, to keep them alive. A huge part of that is that, yes. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, the fifth commandment is often stated with a promise. Mm-hmm. It says, honor your father and mother that it may go well with you on the earth, mm-hmm. and you may live long and prosper. No, um, Actually, I think the prosper part's in there, too. Kathy, and then Matt. Um, I think that it reminds me of parenting. You know, just like, you know, God is our father, just like we are our children's parents. That, you know, like you were saying, as far as, like, you give your children guidelines, we don't mm-hmm. call them laws, but we would give, well, I do. They would give them you know, guidelines and kind of the same thing. You know, it, you know, I need you in by 10. If not, you know, and it's not always the negative, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to get your butt beat or you're going to, you know, this, you're going to right. get your phone taken away. But, you know, it's not safe after 10 in the dark, and, you know. And so it is, I think, it's to prevent or help you to, um, yeah. you, know, to live, you know, just to help your children. Yes. Matt. Um, the honor your father and your mother as well is, is less about, even though this is part of it, the, the children, we think of the little ones and their adult parents. But the honor of your father and mother is actually, and I'm actually going to mention this in church today, there's something I'm going to bring up. The honor of your father and mother is, is more about, I believe, what you do with your, as adults, with your parents. Um, because you look at the one time, and again, I'm going to mention this in church, but you look at the one time Jesus brings this up where the Pharisees were breaking it, and it wasn't about children with their kids. It was about those adult Pharisees not wanting to provide for their elderly parents. Um, and mm. there's a whole thing about that. But I, I think that a lot of, which then makes, even makes more sense with the, then you shall live long. Well, if you're going to live long, you need somebody to care for you when you're old. Right. Um, right. So that's part of that. So you care for your parents, and the hope is then that when you're at that point, they'll care for you. Excellent. Any other thoughts? Todd? I, I don't think that's in there. <laughs> my, my take on the honor your parents, honor your mother and father is because yeah. if you don't, Life's gonna suck. Yeah. Your mom is gonna beat you. Yeah. Yeah. Practical placement on that. But I think the important thing is is that God provides these to us because He wants us to. He loves us. I love this word. He wants Mm -hmm. success for us in these. Yeah. If He didn't care, He wouldn't give us the Ten Commandments. Yes. The word that Abby used is awesome. She said flourish. So one guy, I, I read a parenting book a long time ago um, called Shepherding a Child's Heart, and he talks about 
God's commands being a circle of blessing. Okay? And as long as you are obeying God's laws, within that, that is a circle of blessing. That's a place of love and protection for your life. Outside, when you go outside of the circle of blessing, you don't receive that protection and blessing. You will not flourish outside of that. I think that's a helpful way to think about the circle of blessing. Now, we're not talking about obeying these in order to achieve salvation. And, and this will come up multiple times in the next several questions. You, if you obeyed all ten of these perfectly, with a right heart, right intention, you would be with God because you'd be living perfectly and holy. That's what Jesus did. But none of us can do that. That's one function of the law, as we'll learn later. One purpose of the law is to show you that you can't do it. <laughs> but you know that to the extent that you try to obey, it's not that just that your father's pleased with you, but that your father who designed this life in this world says, if you follow this kind of approach, life's going to go pretty well for you. That's what the whole book of Proverbs is really fleshing out the way of life, the way of wisdom. This, the rest of his quote says, did I, uh, I didn't put that on there. He says, John Yates answers his question. He says, why is it a love gift? Because God created us and loves us and knows what's best for us. He gives us, because of that, he gives us moral and spiritual direction about how to live life in the best way, which is essentially what you've been saying. This helps us see how to live life in the best way. Now, um, just real quick, have you ever thought, and you've probably heard this talk before, those first four, let's look at the first three and then the fourth one. So here's the first four. You, no other gods. No idols. Don't you misuse the name of the Lord and remember the Sabbath. Which direction are all those kind of pointed towards? Are they? They're towards God. All four of those are oriented towards something towards God directly. Okay? The other six are which direction? Do you see that? They're all towards others. How do I love God? How do I obey him? By loving him and loving others. So six, about how to love others. And four, about how to love God. Now, isn't that interesting that when Jesus tries to, sum, asks to summarize the law, what does he say? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. So the Ten Commandments can be summarized, as he said, in that way. All right, so that's good. Where do we get this from? I always ask that question. I'm not going to go through this, but Exodus 20, 1 through 17 lists out those commands. And then there's a reiteration in Deuteronomy 5. <clears throat> How many of you know why there's a reiteration? Like you go through Deuteronomy, you're reading through Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, and all of a sudden you get to Deuteronomy, you're like, I feel like I've read this before. Well, what's the deal here? Have you ever noticed that? Maybe you haven't. You're like so lost in the weeds of all these don't do this and mix this with this and don't wear this. And it gets, it gets to be a blur. Well, at the beginning of Deuteronomy, you see that it is right before Israel crosses into the promised land. It's after 40 years 
from the first time in Exodus 20 of getting the law. And they, they've messed it up. Remember, they've messed it up badly. That's why they stay in the wilderness for 40 years. This Deuteronomy 5 rehearsal is a rehearsal of everything they've gone through, how God has shown himself through mighty acts, and then um, rehearses the law for them, which is their covenant with God. We call these, these laws sometimes the Mosaic Covenant. Right, because that 40 years in the wilderness, God tells the children of Israel when they disobey, those parents, that generation right then, will not enter into the promised land. So they have to die off first, and the younger generation has to become older to now go into the promised land. So the elder, the older generation has died, and now the younger generation gets to hear this again, the law rehearsed to them, and then they can go into the land. Okay, so you may be still asking, this is a doozy of a question to memorize, Paul. How do we memorize this? And we're not going to memorize it word for word with all those. But I think once you get the structure down, you can go in and fill in all the other words. I'm going to show you this video. And this guy makes it really easy. And kids, you'll be able to join with us here on this. I think I can hit next and we'll see. Oh, you may need to help me with the sound. Yeah. Um. You may have to hit play on that. I don't know if this remote has the ability to do that. Hey guys, on this channel, I'm always giving okay. tips on how to remember stuff, how to remember names, numbers, chapters of books, what you read, anything at all. And one of the questions I get in the comments is how do you remember Bible verses? Well, let me give you a real quick, easy tip on how to remember maybe the Ten Commandments as an example, creating pictures for it or a story. Put your finger like this. The first commandment, number one, you shall have no other gods before me. So the number one, one God. Two, the second commandment. You shall not bow down or make any idols. You shall not bow down or make any idols. Number three, the third commandment. This is shaped like a W. Well, the name of a person is a word. Word starts with W. Word. Put it over your mouth. You shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. Number one, you shall have no other gods. Number two, you shall not bow down. Number three, you shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. Number four, rest on the Sabbath. Rest. Rest on the Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath and keep it holy. Protect the Sabbath and keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and mother. Yes, sir. Number five, honor your father and mother. Yes, sir. Number six, commandment number six, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> commandment number six, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> commandment number seven, don't commit adultery. There are two people in a marriage, not five. There are two people in a marriage, not five. Don't Number eight. Commandment number eight. In don't steal. In some countries, they cut off your thumbs if you steal. Don't steal. Commandment number eight. Commandment number nine. Do not lie. Don't make a false testimony. Four. 
is not five. Don't lie. You know four is not five. Commandment nine, don't lie. Commandment number ten, don't want what your neighbor has. Don't covet. Don't want what your neighbor has. Let's go back and review real quick. Number one, you shall have no other gods. There is one God. Number two, you shall not bow down to any other gods or make any other idols. Number three, W, a word, a name. Don't take the name of the Lord in vain. Number four, protect the Sabbath and keep it holy. Number five, honor your father and mother. Yes, sir. Number six, thou shalt not kill. Number seven, there are two people in a marriage, not five. Don't commit adultery. Number eight, so cut off your thumbs if you steal, don't steal. Number nine, four is not five. The ninth commandment, don't lie. Number 10, do not covet. Don't want what your neighbor has. You can remember anything if you make a little fun story. If you see it in pictures, and that includes Bible verses. I actually have a full program on how to memorize Bible Go verses. Ahead, you can remember the location of John the Baptist, the Sermon on the Mount, the location of Ten Commandments. Yeah, isn't it great? That's really helpful. And he's got a whole program on helping you memorize verses and all kinds of things. I'll have a. I got a funny story for you. I found his video like 10 minutes before I left this morning because 15 minutes before I left, I was watching the other video I had and same similar motions. She had a couple of varieties and I had seen the video like three times and I'm looking at her and I, I like, you know what? I did, don't judge me, okay? I said, this girl looks like she's Mormon. <laughs> and if you know what I mean, I mean, if you, I'm not talking like wearing a tie. Like there's something about the way they dress. I thought she's either Pentecostal or she's Mormon. And underneath on the link, it says comeuntochrist.org. I'm like, I've seen that before. I go to comeuntochrist.com, and it goes to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. I'm like, eh, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> oh, that lady. No, no, handwritten. Are you guys getting those letters from the Jehovah Witness people? Yeah. We've gotten them to the church. They're scripted, and they just have them write them out. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I don't know how effective those have got, are, are as, a, as a thing. I think it was a little creepy to me. I think it was even creepier than going to my door. But uh, <laughs> so back to where we're going. There was just one slight change on one of those. And you guys can decide what you want to do. The sixth commandment, he goes from this and then puts his thumb up. And now I've got seven fingers up. There's another way to do it. You can actually take three. This is six. Right? If you're particular, I'm like, that's like school. You'd be in trouble. <laughs> so the other one with the other one with the fourth commandment, how many? I bet you, you guys already have these memorized. What's the fourth commandment? Somebody got the fourth? Sabbath. He did this. But all of a sudden, now you've got 10 fingers. Like, okay, another way to do it is take 
four fingers like this. All right? And join them together into a church. Sabbath. Remember the Sabbath. You make a little steeple. It's four fingers. So let's try it together. Number one, there is one God. Right? Two, do not bow down to idols. Right? Three, do not misuse the Lord's name. Or don't take it in vain. Problem is we've all memorized so much scripture, right? We do different ways. Okay. Four, remember the Sabbath. Or this. Whichever you guys like there, whatever helps you memorize it. <laughs> Five, honor your father and mother. You guys got it? All right. Six. Now I'm going to do six. Six. And guy got pursed her lips. No, don't. She's like, stop. Just stop, Paul. All right. Seven. What was this? Adultery. This is the best. Some people do this. Some people do this because it looks like two people married up on top of the cake. I think this is the best. You'll never forget this. Two people in marriage, not five. That'll make it to my next counseling session. Two, not five. (laughs) All right, eight. This one, don't steal. Because they're going to cut your thumbs off. (laughs) If you're in Singapore, they do. All right, nine. What is it? Don't lie. Don't lie. Four is not five. Right, four is not five. But we have that problem these days. You would have thought that. That was like not a helpful memory thing because who would ever say that? But we have that issue today, don't we? Yeah. And then number 10, don't be, don't be grabby. Yeah, don't what? Don't, don't covet. Don't want your other people's stuff. Right? Good. Isn't that amazing how simple that is to remember that now? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Vipers. <laughs> oh, I'm so. Gabe, don't do that at school, okay? We don't kill. If 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 it comes up, it's going to be a great opportunity for me and Matt to go visit the school the teacher. Thou shalt not kill. If I have to show up, that's how I'm coming in the door. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Represent. Represent. Oh, my word. Good deal. So how many thought you could actually memorize all ten today that fast? Wasn't that amazing? Another way of memorizing, he probably, I don't know if he has songs, but a lot of times when you find songs that sing it, you get the melody in your head, and you can memorize that way as well. Okay, finally, um, why does this matter? We always ask, you know, what is it? Where do we get it from? And why does it matter? How else do we know what to do in life or what not to do, right? That's kind of an obvious thing. But why else does it matter? This is an open-ended question. Why else does learning the Ten Commandments matter for us? Those two are the same thing. Dwayne just said, because we're told to. And you said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. Mm-hmm. Hiding these particularly in your heart will help you. Now, when you're tempted to do those things, the Spirit of God can convict you of those. 
Interesting, the Romans 2, chapter 2 says that these things are already there. They're already there. Now, you couldn't tick them off, probably, but they're written on your heart, it says, on your conscience, actually. That when you break these, you already know. God pre-programmed into your DNA, into your soul, that you know the Ten Commandments. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> Why else does it matter? Just guidelines. Guidelines? Just, uh, mm-hmm. Did I see your hand? We don't, we're not good at seeing the future, yeah. especially as children. Right. We but don't see the, the future very well. The, if you look at when we do have idols before God, things are not well in our life. If I steal, I get my thumbs cut off, right? So I'm losing something. So it's like every mm-hmm. one of these does have a negative. Yeah. Yeah, they do. You know, there are consequences, and that's, you know, we teach that with our kids. And, and there's lots of children and teens in this room. You have to believe and just understand, even if you don't fully get it, that this is a love gift to you. It really is. Like, you're like, why does it matter? It really does. Because you, you can't see the future, but God knows it all. And he knows that if you follow this path, life's going to go better for you. It really is. That replacing is a biblical principle. Yeah. Ephesians 2, 4, 22 through 24 has this pattern for us of put off, be renewed, and put on. And that, that's a replacement principle, I call it. That um, when you're trying, when you, you think about these negatively, but you can think about them positively as well. What does God want me to do? Be thankful in all things, etc. Good. Matt? Well, I think as well, and you mentioned this earlier, but Paul the Apostle talks about one of the main purposes is not to make us better, but to actually help us see how sinful we are. Yes. Especially when you start thinking about how Jesus digs into some of these as examples. Like, for example, he said, you've heard it said, don't kill. But I tell you, if you just hate your brother, you're guilty of murder already. Mm-hmm. Or he, say, he says, you've heard it said, don't commit adultery. But I'm telling you, if you even look lustfully, you know, you've committed adultery in your heart already. And then you think of Paul the Apostle who was like, I think I'm doing pretty good. But then I got to that last one, don't covet. Yep. And then he said, then sin, he, he says, sin came alive and I died. Yeah. And I think it just lets us remember our great need of a Savior because we never can completely do all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I think like the f- next fourth question after this gets into this, but yeah. there are f- three purposes of the law. First, 
purpose, and I don't know if I've got these in the right order, so it doesn't really matter, but one purpose is to show us God. Do you realize that these Ten Commandments reveal God's character? This is how God is. This is the God we worship. Second purpose is to show us our sin. That's the, the function that Matt was talking about. And you see that in, in Galatians and in Romans, that the law shows us our inability to measure up to God's character. Mm-hmm. And then the third use of law is the one we've been talking about a lot with guidelines, that it actually there's blessing when you keep it. So there's a, three good purposes. It shows you who your God is. It shows you yourself and how you don't measure up to who he is. And then it shows you how, um, how to live life in a way that is full of blessing. So let's rehearse real quick and then we'll be dismissed. There's one God, one God. Don't bow down to idols. Do not take the name of the Lord in vain. Thank you. Rest on the Sabbath. I get confused. Okay. Uh, honor your father and mother. Do not kill. There are two. Oh, wait. Do not commit adultery. Two, not five. Do not steal. Don't lie. And don't covet. Don't covet. Father, thank you for your law. Thank you for showing us who you are. Thank you for when we see these and see that we don't measure up that we have a substitute, Jesus, our perfect Savior, who stood in our place and obeyed perfectly for us. And thank you that you've loved us so much to give us the law to help us stay on the rails. In Jesus' name, amen.